is and why do we use it in the training today app and so I thought a good place to start aid uh, would be to have a look at uh, just discuss how we first heard about it and how we got interested in it um, and you know sort of where we've gone from that and how we've sort of found it useful for training for example <laughs> where, where did you first sort of come across it or start um, to think it might be useful for training so the um I've, the first time I saw it was, uh, or heard about it, was um, while I was doing my Level 3 British Triathlon Federation coaching course, and it was um, in a section we were looking at different um, parameters, different data points, and, and it came up there as, a, at the time, quite an interesting new um, bit of data that was becoming more readily uh, available to, to athletes, I suppose, as, as, as technology was improving. So, um, And it, it immediately um, got my attention, really, as this, because of its... The nature of, of the HRV reading and the fact that it's just this overall overall parameter, overall view of physiological state. So I, that it, yeah, floated my boat straight away. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I guess that, I mean I came from more of a technical sort of techie on a technical angle in terms of apps and seeing some apps appear and you know and, and seeing that you can record this and that it was different from heart rate. Heart rate variability is very different from just your heart rate. Yeah. Um, but that it could, you know, give you a indication of your condition on a on a day and how well you may or may not be able to perform on that that day. We should probably say a bit about, I suppose, what H how HRV does differ from from heart rate. Yeah. Um, so if if um if you imagine so that if let's say you've got an average heartbeat of um sixty beats per minute, um so you might imagine that your heart beats once per second exactly. Um, and in fact, it, it, it doesn't quite work like that. So there's actually a little bit of variation between those individual beats of your heart. Um, and that's what you call the, the heart rate variability. So the, the measure of heart rate variability is the average variation in time between um, individual beats of your heart. And it, it comes up as a, in the range of a, a few tens of milliseconds. So it's, it's, it's actually quite a significant variation when you put that against the background of, of one second. Yeah. And, it's, and you want more variation it's sort of fairly it's a little bit counterintuitive isn't it because you want your heart to be more variable your heart rate variability to be more variable not not less because as i understand it that means you're more responsive your heart is i i sort of have this mental picture of it you know being yeah. able to react quickly to things rather than being half asleep and that's a, that's the sort of way i envisage it which is similar to, to just you know when you exercise and you want your heart to be able to in an interval to react quickly go up and come back down again you want your heart to be able to to deal with those variations is that yeah that, would that sound about it, right it is although in, in a way i think you can see heart rate variability is a more of a, a marker of other things that are going on in your body so yeah um, that's that's why it's interesting because it's it's giving you this external view of 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 uh, stresses actually on your um on your nervous system um, yeah. and different parts of your nervous system and so what what fundamentally happens is uh, if you stress um, a particular part of your nervous system, um, either whether that's exercise or stress or uh, uh, fatigue from not sleeping well enough or poor nutrition, whatever it might be, um, yeah. that actually has an impact on a particular part of your nervous system and the and the 
activity in that part of the nervous system results in um, a reduction in, your, in the variability between individual beats. Um, and conversely, if you do the recovery thing, and you, yeah. um, then that has a, a benefit, um, and that will uh, make it go the other way. So it's it's like a it's like a readout really of of um, I suppose the activity on that element of your nerv- nervous system, which has an impact then on things like your fatigue levels and your immunity and stuff like that. Yeah, well, what the beauty of that is from sort of training today's point of view is that we can just that's an over, overarching metric. Yeah. that gives us that data without you know we can look at the, what you've logged on in terms of activity and did i do a run today but actually if you didn't log anything you didn't log any activities via apple watch but you still did them um hrv is still going to reflect that so you don't have to show you know you don't have to log all of your activities and everything for for the data to be accurate no Just looking at your underlying <laughs> condition yeah, yeah, your nervous system's not looking to see whether it was a run or a bike that caused yeah. it to, um, to be yeah. subjected to that activity. Yeah. It, it, That's right. It, it's, it's simply reflecting that. So, yeah, absolutely. You, you, could, uh, you could only measure your heart rate variability and you'd still get a, a, a good view of what that physiological state looks like at that time, basically. Yeah. Which is sort of a bit of a revelation, I think, for most people, because a lot of apps and a lot of, um, you know, way people record data you can get very detailed into looking at your performance data and determining things directly off that but you're not look, taking much of a holistic view of your whole life when you're just looking at individual workout logs for example are you whereas the hrv is giving you that wider view of, of everything I think. That's, yeah i think that's a, yeah it's a kind of, it's a di- slightly different approach isn't it because i think some people can become a little bit obsessive about making sure they enter absolutely every piece of data into their yeah. platform whatever it is they're using because yeah. the platform will then reflect that by saying yes you're getting fitter or stronger or faster or whatever it says yeah um and this is 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 uh is the opposite of that in a way in the sense that it's giving you that view without having to put any of that data in yeah but what i mean and when i first started looking at it, one of the things that as a you know a keen amateur um triathlete i i still got a little bit frustrated that i had to to, to get these readings, I had to sort of every morning remember when I woke up to do it at one point in the day. Um, and that and when that changed, though, when when Apple Watch, you know, I started using Apple Watch and I saw that actually it does these logs in the background throughout the day. And when you and especially if you wear it during the during nighttime at sleep um, when it detects you in a state that it would be a valid reading. And that means that you don't have to think about it. Which is always good for me to not have to think about things. So um, that was a bit of a revelation for me when I realised actually this doesn't have to be something you've got to commit to in terms of um, every morning must remember wake up do my HRV reading you know then get my coffee and um, you can just carry on in your normal activities. I think there's two two elements to that, isn't there? One is the uh, as as with everything the advent of of technology. So the reason. Part of the driving reason, I think, behind the well, the two reasons for the early morning reading, basically, which makes some sense. One is the um, rep- repetitive nature of it, and the other is that actually the the technology available when that process sort of started, I suppose, was was limited to um, well, it it would have been it, it would have been an ECG machine originally, but then it but then later um, finger pods, and there's still lots of finger pod devices around for doing exactly that. 
but with the advent of wearable technology and, and, the, and the wrist-based technology of Apple, that makes life much easier and actually opens up a lot of new opportunities, I think, for um, measuring and using HRV. Um, and the other element of it is that, that, you know, it's pretty widely accepted that the less you're thinking about the when the less you're thinking about it when that measurement's taken, um, the more accurate that measurement is likely to be. In other words, the, yeah. you know, if you're if if the watch is just saying, ah, you're relaxed, I'm going to take a reading now because you're in the right state to take that reading, and you're not actually having any conscious part of that, then that, you know, that that um that that's usually beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose what we've done, what I've tried to do with the training today and the way we read that data is look at it, because you can look at the raw data, you can go into the health app on that, you know, obviously on iPhone, you can see your HRV logs and you can see how often they've been made in the background. You can see if you use the Breathe app, um, but you try to use the Breathe app immediately after exercise, it probably won't record a HRV data point, but if you're rested and recovered, then it, it probably will. So you can actually go and view that HRV data. But when you do that, and I've, you know, when I looked at that, it was hard, it's hard to just get an overview because you've seen so much data. So what we've tried to do with the way we process those data points in the training today is you know, present it in a more easily digestible form and you know, compare it to a baseline of data from previous 60 days, a role in previous 60 days of that HRV data and smooth it where it needs smoothing and emphasize it where, where it needs emphasizing. So we have that algorithm behind them, which we, we constantly fine tuning and working on, but to get it so we've got, you know, from that set of data recorded automatically by Apple Watch, we've got a traffic light system of, of where you should, uh, you know, how, how you should be feeling or how you're feeling on a particular day. And that's the, I think, the, a slightly different approach to, to what I've seen elsewhere. Um, and I, but I do think because of this year, and it's been so different this year in terms of, for me, training and probably for everybody in terms of all my, every event I entered has been cancelled and getting refunds for everything yeah. <laughs> or postponed to the next year. I've not had such a structured approach to training this year than I have had in previous years. And when we started doing this, you know, we did have, well, I did have a structured course planned and I did yeah. that. Um, sprint trial that we're doing and it worked really well for that I found and you know we could see how uh, well I was looking and the thing that really struck struck me was in the when I was taping for the last week before how we the, the RTT score was low and as it, it grew, grew that whole week perfectly up to you know you're ready to race which would have been ideal if you actually did race but then, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, COVID person like that. So, um, uh, so, but then after that, this year, just sort of, well, I'm not really following a plan because I haven't really got anything to plan towards necessarily. Then, I, um, maintaining fitness is, I don't know whether, it, do you, I'm not so sure it, it's so clear the benefit if you're just using it on a day to day basis compared to having a goal and a target where you can actually really see you know when you should be working hard and when you shouldn't would you agree with that yeah sort of principle? yeah i mean i think i think from a coaching perspective and also um from an athlete perspective having having that um structure and aiming towards a, a particular goal or event or whatever it might be 
um, fundamentally the, the readiness to train score can give you some really really valuable information um, uh, and I suppose there are I suppose there are extreme ways of looking at that so you could go down the road of saying you're only going to train when your readiness to train score is is high um, and you're going to uh, uh, but, but equally there's a there's a, uh, other valid approaches which you know fundamentally the, the the fitness principle relies on overtraining your body so and then your body recovering to a stronger state so there would be times where where you wouldn't necessarily do that but it, but as a as a piece of data for dialogue between a coach and an athlete or for an athlete to use it, um, to give themselves guidance in terms of whether they should be able to you know hit those key sessions at the right time and whether they're giving themselves enough recovery and whether they, they really are ready to get themselves racing, whether their taper week works or whatever it might be. I think it's a yeah. very, very valuable tool. Yeah. And that, you know, that's how, that's how we're using it. And I think, yeah. And, but I also feel it, we, we're getting better at understanding how to, to evaluate that when the nuances on it. And the, you know, as we've, we've worked on, haven't we, the, the new, the new version coming out in January, the text is going to be refined slightly and provide more detail in terms of, what the scores actually mean. Um, one thing that I've often noticed is when it's low, um, it doesn't mean, even though we say total rest or <laughs> on the app, you shouldn't yeah. really be doing that. It's, you, know, you should be doing something and it's a scale of that. And um, I think we need to, you know, that'll be clear in the, new, the newer release that we're, we're doing in, uh, this, this month. But um, yeah, I mean, doing nothing, don't, it's, you know, just take a brisk walk if it's low because you want to get, yeah moving again and still be active to a certain degree yeah i think if you uh, you know if you compare it to uh, you know if if you're if you are ill and you um feel very ill and you can't do anything because you feel too ill then clearly you're not going to force yourself yeah. to go and do something but it you know largely speaking if you're an athlete and you're using the readiness to train score then there's an awful lot to be said for um, active recovery yeah um, and we've tweaked the uh the, the lower end stuff to, to sort of reflect that i think yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's it, hugely valuable in terms of just that to add. To, it's it's about adding it to a a spectrum of different things that you're going to make good judgments at, um, about your training as an athlete and taking that into consideration along with your perception and yeah. along with um, you know how it fits into your training plan um, yeah. and the structure of that plan. And that's you know that's how you get fit and fast basically by making good decisions. Yeah, and we, and we'll talk more about this in the next <coughs> podcast. But you know what we want to do is move um, training today towards that, so you can have a plan, and you know the plan is guided and dynamic. The changes based on your RTT score. Not quite that. I think that's really exciting to that we can be heading towards that. You know, yeah, some point. absolutely. I did want to mention also a couple of things that people come up in support a little bit is when people talk about. Or ask about the settings because we have two settings for your RTT score. Yes, yeah, available on on the Watch app. Use um, long press on the on the Watch app, and you can get to settings and the smoothing and intensity. And people can get a little bit um, confused about when they should change these. The general rule of thumb for me is you don't change them at all unless you feel there's something you wrong. And so in the case of smoothing, it may be that um, you're getting a lot of readings throughout the day that vary a lot. And so your RTT score is varying a lot throughout the day, throughout the day, and you don't feel that's necessarily representative of, of what you need. So you could increase the smoothing, and um, so that it doesn't change so quickly. 
So it just takes a little bit more data, more data points to actually make a change. Or, con or conversely, you could do it the other way and decrease the smoothing to get a more responsive chart and more responsive data throughout the day. And then the intensity one, um, I'm not sure the name's exactly right, but it, because essentially what this is doing is saying, if I increase it intensity, you're just going to move your baseline effectively up. The chart's going to move up all of it in one go. And if you decrease it, it's all going to go down. So the, the reason then behind this is if you, uh, if for whatever reason, the baseline that we've calculated from your previous 60 days of our um, of HRV data, that rolling average, is out for some reason. It may be that the whole chart's too low or it may too high. So you can increase or decrease your intensity to uh, yeah, shove it up or shove it down. Generally, both of those settings, you wouldn't want to, you know, you, you might play with initially and to get it how you how, work, how it works for you because people are different, obviously. And, you know, an elite athlete may have a different sort of requirement to, to an amateur like me. Um, but I think you will find a place where it will stay and be and work for you. And just, you know, sort of long term, we want to automate all of those settings anyway. And we'll do that you know, through AI and through some subjective input that we'll have. Um, so they will eventually disappear. But at the moment, it's just given us a bit of flexibility so people can fine tune it if need be. You don't have to go in there and change anything unless you feel like the chart's not quite right for you, the scores aren't quite right for you. Yeah. I think, I mean, that, 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 if that baseline is, you know, I think you mentioned earlier that the idea of somebody buying a new device, that could be an example yes. of when the baseline might might be out. I think it might be yeah. worth adding at that point that if, if you, you know, the, the heart rate variability and therefore the readiness to train score is something that for a fit and healthy person you would expect to vary. Yeah. Um, and so if, if it stays either very high or very low for an extended period of time and what I mean, I, I'm talking several days or maybe a week, um, yeah. then that, that's actually um, not a good thing. You want, you want it to vary. Um, yeah. And, um, and, and in fact, um, it, you know, it can be signs of overtraining and things like that if it does stay low for a long time or stay high, even if it stays high for a long time. Yeah. Um, so that variation is important um, uh, for everybody, basically. Yeah. And we're also saying back on the sort of just the HRV data, aren't we, that over time, if your HRV is improving over time, then that's also an indicator of overall fitness. Yeah. So the, the, the research basically fairly clearly shows that that's true. And I think if you, one of the ways to look at that and, and reflect whether it, you know, is for an individual, you feel that's right, is you can go into your health app on your Apple phone and look at the sort of pattern over a year. Yeah, um, and certainly I know if I look at mine, it, it very much reflects the fact that I do much more training in the summer than I do in the winter. Oh, um, so yeah. it, 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 you know, it, does, it I, from a personal reflection perspective, it yeah. definitely, definitely yeah. does reflect that. Yeah, yeah, and and the good news for the um, app is that we're including more of that analytics in the next release as well. Should be on the iPhone rather than the, the watch, so you'll be able to see historic data, more analytics in terms of you know your baseline, your trends for the HRV, but also adding in some resting heart rate data as well. Um, and a widget, which everybody wants is a widget so they can put their score on their homepage, which will, which will be available as well. That's sure. hopefully going to be out by end of Jan, uh, maybe a little bit later than that, but it's, uh, it's looking quite good so far in the betas. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, so that's our summary of HRV and what training today uh, uses it for. Hopefully that's given 
people a bit of an insight, but we're going to keep building on this each week. So next week, I think we're going to talk about how best to use RTT um, to uh, construct your training plan. You know, what advantages are there this, uh, to be able to use this to get a best, uh, most effective training plan? Are you thinking of discussing that in terms of a training plan for a 5K run in the first instance, or more generally? Yeah. A, yeah, I think that's a good starting point, isn't it? But it, you know, effectively, there's there's an awful lot of scope here, um, and yeah. and as we go forward, we're looking to apply it in lots of different scenarios. But yeah, five k run seems like a seems like a good, good option. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be nice to get my five k run. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, at any sort of speed. <laughs> <laughs> Walking about. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because I've never really, I've never ever, because I've always done long course. Really, that's what I sort of went straight into to that. Mm. Um, I've never actually really gone for like a all out five k pace to see what I can actually do. <laughs> I don't yeah. think. I think I don't think I'm even conditioned for that because I've never trained for that, and I don't yeah. think I'd even quite know how to do it. I'd probably just go way too fast and burn out thinking 5k is quite short but it's still significant isn't it, <laughs> it yeah it's just an endurance process. event it's an endurance event for sure and i and, and yeah. you know i think um yeah it, it, I, i'm i'm from a coaching perspective a great believer in working all of your energy systems whatever your yeah um, whatever your goal is so uh, yeah yeah absolutely cool so well, i'm looking forward to that then because i'm going to take that that plan on board myself right cool challenge yeah, yeah <laughs> Excellent. Brilliant. All right. Thanks very much, Shay. That's been really useful. I think. Anything else you want to add? No, no. Look forward to next week. Brilliant. Thanks very much.